And welcome, everybody, to the SMP Paranormal Show. I'm Dan Holroyd, and we also have Jennifer Griffiths with us. You guys Hi. have heard her before. She's our co-host on the program. Uh, we've got Bob Penny with us, too, but Bob's producing tonight. He may come in from time to time. I know he said he had the doo-doo things. I will be um, like an apparition. I will come and like go, an walk through walls. I will haunt your mind. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. you do. Trust me, you do. Uh, we got a special treat for you tonight. Uh, you have heard this uh, uh, excellent uh, person, this beautiful woman, uh, with me before on the program uh, in years past. Uh, my good friend Lorna Reynolds. She's psychic medium. Uh, I like to say she's a hypnotherapist, like past life uh, regression uh, work and experiments. But she's going to tell you if I'm wrong and probably correct me on that. But Lorna, welcome to the show. Hey. Glad to be here tonight. Now, real quick, let everybody know what region of the states that you are. I mean, we don't have to have the town, but what region are you living in right now and where are you from? Actually, the Finger Lakes region here in upstate New York. So New York, I'm kind of New York, New York always gets the finger. What? All right. <laughs> hey, actually, New York deserves it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We won't go into that whole political thing, right? That'll be a whole other show. Exactly. But, exactly. Uh, I'm sorry. I've been Tennessee for 30 years, so. <laughs> yep, yep. I was going to say, notice that accent, you know, and and it's not a New York accent either. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, I think there's a little bit. I think there's a mix. I noticed yeah, a mix with it. Well, there's that upper, you know, that upstate, upper state yeah. New York type of you know vibe oh yeah oh yeah uh, but um, you know what i was born and raised a jersey girl so oh every once in a while that jersey will sneak out <laughs> that, that yeah, yeah. That absolutely yeah uh -huh. well, um just for the audience sake and uh, we're gonna have you know new listeners and and new people coming to the show which uh, we're pretty excited about um you know uh, I met to Lorna a few years ago. When I say a few, it's actually been quite a few now, <laughs> more than just oh, a gosh, few. Yeah. Um, in Indianapolis, we were uh, we met at a Paracon. I had gone down with not only my paranormal group, uh, you know, Deb Brush the Hand, Deb Power, which few of you out there know, uh, but I was there also with uh, my Ghostbuster guys. I had them come down as part of the entertainment. And one of our buddies, Mike Brewer, who swore up and down to me and Lorna when he met Lorna that, oh, you're not going to be able to hypnotize me, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we had a lot of fun at Mike's expense watching him, you know, become hypnotized. So, you know, there was, uh, there was a lot going on. So that's where I met Lorna. Um, we stayed in touch on and off. And, and uh, I like a lot of what she's about. And she has uh, returned, you know, the honor to me and. Uh, so that's that's how I met her, and uh, I, I just think she's really gracious as far as uh, sharing things. But she's very—I know I'm—I got to let you speak for yourself here, Lorna. But you're very to the point, and you say what you want to say when you need to say it, and I respect that a lot too. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I have a hard time on not being direct. <laughs> My daughter calls me brassy. She tells me, "Mom, you're too brassy." But I, I think I handle it well. <laughs> I think you do, too. I think you do, too. Now, I, I have a few questions lined up, and we asked this stuff before. And because we've got, again, uh, you know, some new listenership coming in, uh, new people joining the program, uh, we'll get that out of the way real quick, too, before we hit these questions. But I want everybody to uh, 
uh, understand and know that we're not just over here on our new network uh, page that we've uh, designed, which is the Michigan69podcast.com, uh, but we are also being heard now Sunday nights at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on bruiseradio.com and rageradio.com, as well as type in Google Podcast. You'll find our podcast there. If you go to Red Circle, Red Circle Podcast, you will find Paranormal Rage Show. That's the name of the show on Bruise and on Red Circle. And you will be able to listen to SMP Paranormal Show, as well as I Want to Believe, which is the show that Bob and Elmer host and I co-host. Um, and uh, we're excited. But uh, back to Lorna, our, our guest. Uh, I think one of the first questions I have, and I'm going to ask one, and then if Jennifer has one, she can throw that in there, or if Bob's got one. Uh, my first one to get people to know you is, when did you become aware of this gift you have and kind of directed you towards the world of, world of the paranormal? As far as being psychic and, and, and experiencing, I was actually raised with that. My grandmother was a spiritualist and she was from Norway. Uh, and my grandfather as well. They, they attended a spiritualistic church in a little town called Freeville, New York, as children growing up with their parents. So it kind of goes back through, through, through the family. And then my mom on my mother's side, uh, it's, it's not as noticeable because British people don't talk about a lot of these things, <laughs> but she, you know, my mom is actually very, very gifted. If she tells you something, you, you better take it, you know, take it to the bank because it's going to happen. And, uh, but she doesn't say a lot. So, but with her, on her side of the family, it was her, great 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 aunt was actually the seer for the queen of england so i i kind of got it from both sides but as a child growing up it was it was so natural with my with my nana that mm. uh i never ever thought anything about it right and i utilized it i utilized it through throughout you know i never let anybody know that i was i was the waitress that could take your order before you even ordered uh <laughs> I was the bartender that could make your drink before you ordered it, you know? So I, mean, I used to have a lot of fun with it, you know? Do, do you so, remember, do you remember exactly what age you were when you were really cognizant of that or did it just kind of gradually, or was this always there and you just kind of just went with it? It was just always there. My friends in high school and everything loved me because we never got in trouble. <laughs> I always knew when to leave. <laughs> yeah, you're so it doesn't mean I was an angel because we definitely, we definitely did things, you know, that we shouldn't have been doing. Uh -huh. uh, but I always knew when we should pull up. We were at a state park one night and we were out there partying and had some Boone's Farm and and uh, oh, wow. I was That's like, hey, oh yeah, strawberry you Boone's. Know Time to go. Oh yeah, <laughs> strawberry hill. Yep. And we need to cut out and we did we cut out up and over the hill and sat there and watched all the state troopers pull in no we were good we were safe <laughs> yeah yep so That's so now cool. my friends loved it you know they were they were like we never got in trouble when we hung out with lorna <laughs> so yeah was it one of those things with your friends at the time that um 
you know, maybe some of them are always asking you to read read them or figure out what the boyfriend's doing knew. behind their back. They never knew. I actually had connected with one of my old high school friends back a few years ago, and she said when I, I was doing a show one day and she was like in the audience and she's going, oh, my gosh, we never got in trouble. We always knew that there was something different about her. Oh, so I, that, I get you. Right. I, I always kept, I always kept it on a on a down low. Right. Uh, now when I went to school to become a hypnotist, it actually really, really interfered with my business. Because people knew. They could sense it. They could pick it up on me. And when I would be doing hypnosis with, with clients, their after I got them under hypnosis, their family members would come through. And of course, their family members are going to tell you everything because they rat like Hades on you. Right. And uh, I was putting a woman under hypnosis for quit smoking, and her mom said, "No, no, no, fix her shoulder." <laughs> so when I brought her up, I was like, "Gee," I says, "You know, we're going to have to do the smoking session again, I, but I really want you to lift up your left arm." And she was like, "I didn't tell you anything about my arm." I said, I know, but please just lift up your left arm. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I can move my arm. Do you know how long I've gone through therapy? She's, my arm doesn't hurt anymore. So, it, yeah. That's incredible. I, I think the most fun one, though, that I had, and it was with a sheriff. Uh-oh. And, he in, and my sign said, hypnotherapist. I do clinical medical hypnosis, hypnotherapist. And he came in one day and he said, read my palm, read my palm. And he had a nickname and called him Drano. Everybody in town called him Drano. (laughs) I was like, Drano. I said, my sign says hypnotherapist. I know you can do it. You're just like Marvin Gaye. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, so in order just to get him to leave, I told him, I said, just go into the chair and sit down. I said, give me your hand. And we discussed his childhood, his, you know, and and his teen years, his marriage, Uh what led up to his marriage, you know, the whole nine yards and and what he should be doing. later on down the road and he went oh my god all that's in the palm of my hand they says i have no clue i says i don't have my glasses on and i can't see shit without them and <laughs> off he got up out of that chair and out the door <laughs> well you know so, there's some no, people, there's some people that I've don't want their secrets exposed well you know i mean I've always, you know, I've always worried about that. I remember having that discussion with you when I first met you. It's like, you know, I've always feared being sensitive myself that, you know, I wonder if some people pick up on some embarrassing things, you know, with me and I'm thinking, man, I hope they don't, hope they don't key in on some couple things because I am no saint. I, you know, I'd be the first to admit <laughs> that, but uh, I can't let this go without asking where did, why was he called Drano? I have to know the answer to that question. I have no clue. It was a nickname he had gotten. And this is what everybody called him. This is what I met him as. And I'm 
everybody's like, oh, this is Drano. Oh, this is Lorna. And I was like, okay. I never asked. Never asked. And not that I don't keep the show professional, folks, but, you know, once in a while we, we go to the line there with a little adult humor. And my thing is, I when I hear Drano, I'm thinking, man, because he unclogs all the pipes, right? Okay, we'll just leave that right? there. That's a different uh-huh. show. Wow. And yeah. he went there. Okay, keep it paranormal, Dan. <laughs> keep it paranormal. But, you know, the whole thing is, the whole thing is, it's like, even, even to this day, people that get nervous if i get behind them in line at the grocery store they're they're like oh here go ahead of me maybe <laughs> spit out my juice yeah yeah i can imagine <laughs> they don't even want me behind them at the grocery store yep. so yeah it gets it they gets don't want a little bye bye behind them at the grocery store but that's a whole other thing right bob <laughs> Yeah, don't I mean, go. I'm supposed to go to court in June. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. you know, I do you have any questions, Jen, that you want to throw out or not at this point. I'm really I'm really fascinated though listening to the stories. <laughs> well, I know. That's why I wanted to have Lorna on. She just she can carry the show. I love that she has a lot to share. Um I will move on to the next one, which was um was there a moment with, we'll go back to the paranormal aspect of this with you. Was there a moment when you were really in tune, you know, with spirit and those on the other side, you know, crossing the veil um, that you felt maybe changed you slightly or pushed you even uh, further or more forward into, you know, seeking out more information or wanting more answers? Was there any, you know, one of those pivotal things that happened? I know I've shared mine with you. I, for me, it's just been natural. Uh, I actually talked to a colleague one time because my gifts are kind of unusual. Uh, I went through uh, <clears throat> hypnosis uh, and a lot of the older, I hung out with everybody that was like, if you if you weren't 70 and older, I didn't hang out with you because they were so fascinating to me. And it was like we all knew each other. Right. And they were phenomenal people. I mean, we're talking Dorothy Campbell. We're talking Ramona Garcia. Uh, you know, these people were just phenomenal. And I was like going, okay. <clears throat> and they, I guess our energy just kind of matched. And I asked one of them one time, I said, why, why am I different? Why is this like so normal for me? And this explanation was, he says, you've been going back and forth to the other side since you were a child. He says, wow. so it's so normal for you. He says, for you, it's normal. So, and that was probably the most sane, reasonable explanation that I had ever gotten out of anybody. Right. Because I would, you know? Yeah. I, I can remember even as little bitty, my grandmother going, tell, tell Nana what's what do you see in the coffee cup? You know, I was in the high chair for crying out loud. So, yeah. So it was, I've been doing it since I was little. So it's just normal. Right. Now you touched on your family, you know, uh, being aware of this. I mean, were they pretty open and they didn't react oddly, obviously to ever anything that my, was going my on with mom you? And dad, my mom and dad, everything was hush hush. Uh, they never looked at anything that way. Uh, my father was like, 
when you're dead, you're dead. <laughs> oh, jeez. Right. Which he's found out differently. We've, got, we've actually gotten great pictures of dad. <laughs> so Crazy. dad is, dad, you know, dad, dad now knows. Uh, it was basically with my grandmother and my grandfather. Right, right. And you've had contact with, with uh, your dad since he's crossed over? Oh, my gosh, yes. My dad comes in when it's least expected, uh, actually right after his funeral, because my sisters had taken his passing so hard. Oh, uh, yeah. And I handled everything because I already knew he wasn't gone. Right. And so I, I kind of handled everything at the funeral home and, and they were, they were just devastated. They were totally devastated. My father actually died in, in his early sixties and nobody was ready for him to go, but he had been sick for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I got down and I got, I reopened my office and, uh, I had a client come in and I told her, I said, Oh, Go, go into the hypnosis room. I'll be there in a minute. And she came out and she was like, there's someone in the hypnosis room. There's a gentleman in your chair. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, I says, oh, I'm so sorry. I says, I forgot. I says, I says, here, I'll get you some money. I says, go over to the gas station and grab a seat a cup of coffee because it was just right across the parking lot. I thought he had already left. And so she went over to the gas station. When she had come, when I went, I went running into the hypnosis room. I was like, dad, you can't be here. <laughs> and I said, you got to go. I said, I'll talk to you later. And so when she came back, she's standing there and she's, she's like looking at the photos at my desk. And she says, oh, that's the gentleman that was sitting in your chair. I said, yeah. I says, it is. She says, oh, so he's a family member. I was like, yeah. And because she's seen him plain as day. Yeah, and I was going to ask about that. So she saw him pretty well, plain. I had cameras. I had cameras set up in the hypnosis room. I had then the cameras actually came out to the main office, and the cameras were making like that white noise sound. Yeah, yeah. I was getting over the thing, but I was so busy trying to get everything ready and 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 get to work that morning that. I was like, oh, maybe it's a tractor trailer or something coming through. I, I didn't really pay any attention right. to it. Right. But my father has come through for my daughter. You know, it, there's just so many different, you know, different things. Uh, I had him totally appear to me in front of the kitchen and full. And he told me everything was going to be okay. My daughter was actually out. It was tornadoes all over the place. She was told not to drive her car. Tennessee, they can get their license at 15. She hmm. was told not to drive her car because she was having an electrical issue. And <clears throat> one o'clock in the morning after dad had said, I've got this, Lorna, go to sleep. Just, you're going to give yourself a heart attack. Knock it off. He says, I've got this. And when my daughter knocked on the door at one o'clock in the morning and I answered the door, she was like, mom, mom, you're not going to believe what happened. And she says, where were you guys? She said they had driven to Columbia, Tennessee to go to the Waffle House out of all places. And mm, coming back, the storm. she lost all of her, lost her headlights. She said it was raining so hard she couldn't see anything. 
And she looked at me and she started crying. She says, Mom, you're not going to believe this, but Grandpa took the wheel. She says, that's all I know. I don't know how we got home. I just know Grandpa took the wheel. So, and I always share that. Oh, no, it's... See, this is this is what you and I have talked about, Lorna, and, and I've shared this with other people. Bob and I have talked about it. Jen and I have talked about this, that I've really tried to share with people that and there's more beautiful experiences with the paranormal than I think people really realize. You know, the, the mass uh, people out there getting into this or watching the shows or whatever, they're all about the creepy, scary so-called evil bad stuff you know we'll talk a little bit about that in, in the program but you know i mean this is a, a prime example I, and i can tell you're emotional when you share it uh, i do the same thing with the run-in i had with my dad you know it it, uh, it it made a change i wish it had been a little more pronounced like yours but hey it's cool you know um mm-hmm. I, I but thanks for sharing that um i wanted to hit a reference on the cameras um just for people again listening Bob and I use a camera setup. We've got two different units. Well, one now because my, my DVR went down. But Bob and I have experienced that before where we've been at a location and we get almost a white noise or a static uh, on on static cameras that we set up. Right, Bob? And we have no explanation. But then all of a sudden we're catching EVPs at the same right. time too. It's like it's using that oh, energy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Kind of crazy. And, and Henderson being one of my first times that happened for me, we set up a static camera looking up the staircase and three in the afternoon. And I, I'm, you know, watching on this monitor as it starts going haywire and it got worse and worse and worse within a matter of seconds. And then it just shut the camera off and uh, never did that again, but uh, kind of weird. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Everybody hang with us. Lorna Reynolds is with us and uh, uh, we're going to uh, play a couple of our, PSAs and play some awesome music for you as always. And uh, we want to thank you for listening to us here on Paranormal Rage, uh, right here on Bruise Radio. Also on our network, the Michigan 69 Podcast. We'll be back for more right after this.
and we're back. And of course, we don't go anywhere. I, I, I say the same thing that I do on the Big Dog Show. We we say that we don't actually go anywhere. You know, we just give you guys a break so you can go get a beer. You know, smoke a cig, whatever you got to do. Um, but uh, we're back with Lorna Reynolds, Jennifer Griffiths, uh, Bob Penny hanging in there uh, and, and producing for us tonight. And uh, Lorna, uh, we we kind of left off with that beautiful story about you know your dad and helping out your daughter and whatnot. Um, I have, a, 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 like I said, a list of things that I've asked you before, some that I, I maybe I came up with I, I thought that was, um, you know, uh, new to this uh, as far as asking questions. I'm kind of confusing myself. I'm trying to read my notes here so everybody bear with me because my handwriting is horrendous and I can't even read my own handwriting. This is when you know <laughs> – I, I hit 58 today, so I want to tell everybody, this is when you know you're getting old. You oh, can't read your own damn birthday. Thank you. You can't read your own damn handwriting. So um, what what motivates you at this point in your life? Now, I know you've always said it's been natural. It's just something you do. But what's the what's the motivation? I I know we've kind of covered some of it, but what really motivates you? What What, what is that that, you know, keeps you going in this? It's almost like it's my job. I I have hit every, I mean, meeting people that I'm supposed to meet, there's right. always a reason. You know, connecting to different individuals, there's always, always a reason that we connect. You know, uh, it's uh, it, it's my job and my work's not done yet. Uh, the hypnosis was an added in. Uh, I'm very well known for past life regression. Uh, past life regression. I've had dreams of uh, two. Oh, really? Of my past lives, I've had dreams of two. Um, one dream I had, I was on a long boat with the big horn thing that stuck out in front, and there was big, three big shiny pyramids standing in front of me as I stepped off of this boat and onto the to the land, and I woke up. And then another one I had, I was in the old west, and I was sitting across. Everything was all wooden, and we were at the train station, and we were sitting at these wooden tables, and it was covered with a cover that was all made out of wood, and I was taking white gloves off of my hands, and I had this, I looked down, and I could see the brim of my hat and my long dress, and, and my mother was my mother then, I guess now, I don't know, but she was my mom in, anyway. So I took out of my pouch a cigarette, and when I lit the cigarette, my mother started fussing at me about being a woman and smoking in public, and I woke up. No. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And you know, when you say your mother was your mother, uh-huh. families stay together. I've always lifetime said that after lifetime after lifetime. So we come back in the same family line as we come back. So I don't lose your lineage because you're just that person that was a doctor four generations ago or whatever. Right? Exactly. Exactly. I had I had a, a young woman, and I'll go ahead and, and touch on this. She was from Chicago. Her her dad was a big heart surgeon and everything. Very, very smart, very intelligent. She had moved down south. She had a huge connection uh, to uh, Meriwether Lewis, out of all people, you know. Uh, and uh, she when she left Chicago and she moved down to the small country town, she would get out on these country roads and she was having panic attacks. I mean, she would just 
driving and she would just have a panic attack. So she had come into the office and I had done a past life regression with her. And from being a Chicago girl, she went to a child with a Southern accent. (laughs) It was absolutely phenomenal. And what was really, really bizarre about the whole thing. Yes. Did I fix her? having panic attacks absolutely well, of course you did but going through her past lives she was telling me about her being this child and that she had wrecked her daddy's car so she didn't graduate and then on and you know then we kind of went back a little bit further i even took it back further because i was curious about her connection why she was so connected to this area especially being from chicago you would not believe you would, it was phenomenal. And this is another thing too. And this has to do a lot with the paranormal guys. So just, just heat up. She's telling me on how her mom passed away at birth. Her dad had this great big, huge library and how she'd go and sit on her daddy's lap and, and, and listen to him read his books. And he, he was, he was actually, uh, you know, an attorney. He worked for the government. He had a huge, a lot of government connections. Uh, she had two sisters, but they never played with her. Uh, and I'm, when, when I'm hearing, they never played with her. And I'm not, I'm not hearing, I'm hearing her outlook, but I'm not hearing any interaction. So then she falls in love with this guy that is meeting her father for payments to go out on, on this journey across the country. And that person was Meriwether Lewis. And she was so in love with him, but there was never a two-sided conversation. And all of a sudden I realized, the reason why he never recognized her was because she died with her mother. But yet, right after her mom had passed, she passed away. Oh, my goodness. But yet, she grew up in the house. She sat at the dinner table. She went into her father's study, listened to him read his books. Uh, was there for like all of his meetings, the whole nine yards. And she fell in love with this guy, but he never acknowledged her. And she was brokenhearted and she said, I'll never love again. And, but it turns out when we went and looked up the names and everything, this is the only thing I like about the internet. When we looked everything up and all the information. (laughs) Yeah, the only, the only (laughs) thing I get you, right? She actually died as an infant oh gee wow now see that 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 put i didn't mean to cut you off lorna that puts a lot of credibility into other people i know that have you know the gifts um that i believe in uh you're one of them uh that have told me things like that that there had been uh children that have passed away you know in infancy or as small children but yet seem to live a like live a life and grow up on the other side or came back as adults later. And I never really got that or understood it. Um, but you're, uh-huh. you're now like the third person I've heard that from. 
you know, in that sense of the of the story you just shared. That's wild. Oh, it was phenomenal. It was it was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but the the odd thing about me with my hypnosis work is, and this I am actually documented with this happening. Right. And it's kind of what threw my hypnosis medical business out of whack is because when I take my clients back through past lives, the sounds of where they go actually come out on my tapes. Wow. I have tape after tape after tape. And some of the top people in the country have listened to these tapes. And it's, it's just astounding. It's astounding. Yep. And we're, we're going to get into uh, that here for sure uh, in a second, because I know that you've shared some stuff with me and I was pretty amazed at, at what I was hearing, uh, what was coming out of, you know, some people's mouths uh, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, you doing the work that you're doing. Um, I want to touch before we get to that. I wanted to touch on something and get your opinion on this because I know Jen shared um, I've been having for years, um, and I don't talk about this much because I'm just not quite sure where to, where to put this. Um, no, I know I've had recurring, a recurring dream. I won't go into that on this show. We'll do it on a different show, uh, in, mm-hmm. in tune with the paranormal, but I've had the, I have waking visions like I'll, you know, like daydreaming. I have waking visions. I get smells, I get sensations. Mm-hmm. I'm staring off and then I've seen things go on around me that I know that they're different time. I know it's me. I'm there. Um, I'm aware of that. I was there. I'm aware of my surroundings. Um, and it's really weird because one of them that's prevalent is being around this area that would have a lot of, um, I guess what I would say like water treatment areas. And I saw oil refinery, uh, containers off in the background and it seemed like it was around 1900, 1920, because I'm looking at my clothes. I can see a couple other people in a distance, and I get the smell. And I've had that one. I've had one where it's World War II, and I'm looking down out of like a bomber. Um, and I know that I'm in an American crew. Um, you know, my grandfather fought in World War II, but he was in, you know, the Pacific. But this is like European, and I look down, and I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm in the plane. I'm not afraid to be in a plane, but you look down, and I'm just afraid I'm going to fall out of the aircraft. I have a, I don't have a big fear of heights, but it, you know, it does bother me somewhat. I know, and I feel that I, I died on board one of these planes. That it, that has been with me since I was a kid. Um, I know this is going to sound wacky to people. And then another one that I have, which is quite uh, often reoccurring, is being like around the. Again, around the 30s, uh, the 40s era, just in between, before things really started happening. Um, Mm -hmm. And when I see any kind of show that has to do with, like, Detroit or Chicago, uh, things of that nature that are around, like, organized crime, um, it's almost as if somehow I was, I was, I don't know that I was involved, but I know that I died. I know that somehow I either became a victim of circumstance or something happened and I was, I was killed. And so I've had those and I've tried to share those with my wife and some people. And I said, I can't make heads or tails of it because, uh, and maybe you can help me with this is that I get bits and pieces, just like when I, you know, psychically pick up on 
you know, uh, spirit or I see somebody talking to me, it's, they're like quick flashes. Uh, sometimes the open dreaming is almost like everything's in motion and I'm actually seeing it. And then I snap too. It's like in a matter of seconds and then I snap too. And then I'm aware of my surroundings again. Have you dealt with that with any of your clients? <laughs> you're actually crossing dimensions. When you go into that state, you're crossing those actual dimensions. But understanding that those dimensions are so, they're, they're like right on top of each other. Yeah, like uh, in layers, right, right. They're in layers. They're, they're like right on top of each other. And somehow you've been able to actually access that. And it's almost like something that you're accessing actually has something to do with what's going on in your life today. It's, it's like there's bits and pieces that are connecting. Right. You understand and I what I'm I, saying? I do. I do. I do. And I don't expect I everybody to, to believe me, but, you know, it's, I just wanted to share. Is there a way? No, no, no. Is there a way? I mean, I, I've always, because I've never really considered myself incredibly gifted. I have my abilities that come and go with their own will. And I've always tried to, like, practice or exercise them or, I mean, is that efforts in vain or can you really, like work on being able to connect those mishaps or those misfires in the message so that it comes across more clear like you get, Lorna, instead of in these bits and pieces and chunks that don't make any sense to us that don't, that just are kind of like, you know, not as um, endowed as you are. <laughs> Does that make sense? Well, actually, actually, I'm going to tell you, finding a good past life regression hypnotherapist will actually open up those doors. Now, I know when I do this, people don't remember anything. I bring them back, but I tape it. So that way, when you get that tape and you're listening to it, it kicks different things off as far as your gifts go. Right. I would love to experience right. something like that. That would well, be absolutely wonderful. Dan and I were talking because I just purchased a house with a friend of mine. Yep, beautiful uh, that was yep. amazing. And it's actually very, it's got a lot of history, amazing history. And uh, we were talking about him, you know, coming up. So I have no problem with having, you know, a group come up this summer. And uh, it would be a lot of fun. It would definitely be a lot of fun. Oh, it would be a lot of fun. Oh, it would. It would be like, and I would love the opportunity to pick your brain and see if I can't figure out how to be. Because I've always felt like, you know, when I was a kid, my gifts felt more like a curse because I didn't know what I was experiencing. I didn't know what to do with it. I couldn't help what I was seeing. And when I would report these things to other people, I was just crazy and schizophrenic and blah, 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 blah. But as I get older... It's more like I've been given a, a gift and it's called a gift for a reason and I want it to be stronger so I can do better instead of just kind of poking and hoping. You know what I mean? Oh, exactly. Exactly. And this is, this is what I see today. Everybody always says to me, Lana, you should write a book. Lana, you should write a book. And I have to laugh, and this is no disrespect to anybody. And I just kind of just chuckle and say, why should I? Everybody else has written one. 
Right. Everybody's gifts are different. Right. Just because somebody wrote a book, that doesn't mean that their gifts are going to connect to your gifts. The keys are within you. So unlocking those keys within you is what's important. I'll pay attention to some people, and I'll I'll take everything with a little grain of salt. And every once in a while, they'll hit a key that applies to me. But don't, I tell people, you'll get everything so screwed up. You need to connect within yourself. Yep. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yes. So by and doing do do like that? past life regression and things to this extent, because when I do past life regression, I don't plant any seeds. I just start taking you back through time and you stop exactly where you want to stop. I don't give you any direction. I was told one time that if we could look at all of our past lives and line them all up and take what we learned from each life experience, that we would have why we keep coming back in a summary because we probably in our humanity keep coming back and making the same choices or maybe i don't know maybe we don't maybe the next life we're swear we're never going to have kids or the next life we're going to do it this way different or i don't know how it all but i wonder you know how the mechanics of that might Any work rep people that do repetition on mistakes is phenomenal uh, That's how I lifetime. was taught. Like lifetime. we keep coming back lifetime. and we learn our lessons and get it right or whatever that get it right or learning your lessons may be. I don't know. But some of us are, are we're, we're just supposed to be here because there's so much going on. And when Dan asked me, it's, it's I have work to do. Right. I, this has nothing to do with, it's all a learning process, but everybody's right. journey is different. And it's just like, I have work to do, you know? And that's when people say, I I have to laugh because I actually had an aura photo done. And I was so sad when I saw it. And I was like, oh my gosh, no. I says, that can't happen. I says, because my work's not done yet. Because I had hit on such a high, the highest, the earthly that we know in the color chart yeah and i was like no uh, i am totally willing to come back and uh finish whatever needs to be done so do you think we reach levels of enlightenment and then we are coming back and coming back just to share that and teach that to others exactly 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 and some of the best advice i've gotten jen um some from lorna which falls in line with what i'm going to share uh, and some from my friend, uh, Christy Robinette, who's a person that Bob knows, uh, you know, she works here in the state of Michigan and is pretty good at what she does was, you know, don't focus on trying to make it happen. Um, let it happen when it's ready to happen. And exactly. when you, when you can really understand that, which I do now, I didn't at the time I do now, um, because I was trying to force it quite a bit. Bob had been with me on a few cases and I'd worked with Bob's team on a few things and people are hitting me up and want me to do things and, you know, read things. And it's just like, I was trying to push it. And you know what happened? Nothing. It just went awry. But then when it was supposed to happen, it's time for the door to open and you will be amazed. And I'm not trying to preach here, but you'll be amazed at 
the goodness that will come out of it at times. Sometimes it's sad. You know, you're actually able to get, make a bridge with some of these people, and they needed to cry. They needed to get whatever's going on with them out. Um, and you're there just sharing what you see and what you pick up. And then, you know, I've never sensed anything terrible, but I, that's the one thing um, that I'm happy of. But I always thought that I could see some things sometimes with a few folks uh, that, hey, it's going to work out. What you got to do is just give it time, and here's what here's what's going to happen, or maybe you, maybe you shouldn't do this. But I don't force it anymore. If it happens, it happens. Um, the crew's been there with me when all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I've got the tunnel vision, and I'm off and running. And it annoys some people, annoys my wife to no end, because we take we take little road trips and I key on key in on something, and you know I kind of put everything else on hold uh, for that moment. But just just be patient, like she's telling you. Just be patient. It's different for everybody. And I love Lorna your explanation on writing a book. You know, I I want to do some things for my own sake to share some stuff just to get some of the stories, you know, correct. But I've read so many different paranormal authors, you know, starting out early with Bob knows these names, Hans Holzer and some of the people, you know, uh, Steiger and his wife both passed away now, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Brad and his wife and a lot of great stuff. But there were times in some of these different things I've read, it didn't it didn't speak to me. It didn't touch my experience. It didn't. You know what I mean? And I was hoping to read some of these to get that bridge. Now, a lot of the casework was similar. That was great. You know, some of the experiences, but I get what you're saying. And, and thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, well, with, I, I had to laugh because I had a girl, I had a team called the book, the house the other day. And cause like I said, I've opened it up, you know, for, for teams to come in. And she said, well, what can you tell me about the history? I says, and she's a psychic. And I says, I'm not telling you anything. I says, I want you to tell me what you find. I says, why would I tell you? I would take all the fun out of it. And she went, I never thought about it that way. Right. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. yeah. Yep. So letting them go in cold is, is you know, I'll, I'll tell a little bit about the captain and, and his son and things to that extent. But I don't get into detail, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You want them to the see if they're right. Right. Yeah. I want, to, I want them to have their own experience. I don't want to plant that seed. Yep. Yep. I want them to have their own experience. Yep. I'm with you on and that. Then, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty interested in that. You know, like I said, that unfortunately when people have come to like Henderson Castle where I met Jennifer, you know, unfortunately a lot of info's out there now. So these teams come in there with, they think they know everything that's going on because there's short history write-ups I'm kind of saddened by that because, you know, then they're just running. You can tell they're running down the path. They're telling you everything that you want to hear and that kind of stuff. And what I'm amazed by, uh, which has happened, um, is I have guests on the tour or people who've spent the night who tell me something that I did not share and they shouldn't know because there's some things about the house and the family that I, I know and they're not out there in print. And I'm blown away when I get that info. It's rare, but I love that. That means that those people there are speaking. They're speaking to others, and they're conveying oh. the message. Well, I think the most phenomenal, a bunch of us were at a uh, plantation down in Spring Hill, Tennessee, and I had <laughs> actually helped put it together. <clears throat> and uh, everybody was so, so enthused with the mansion. 
and couldn't wait to get into the mansion, the plantation house. And I'm standing out there, and while everybody's wanting to get into the plantation house and decide where everybody's going to be, because we had a bunch of people coming in that night, I'm standing out there, and I'm looking at this barn out there. And I looked at the museum curator, and I said, I know that you guys store everything in there, but do you mind later on if I take a walk through the barn? And he got this really puzzled look on his face. I said, I'm not worried about getting in the plantation. I want to get in that barn. And it fascinated him because nobody knew the history on that barn. And when I walked into the barn and he came with me and another friend of mine, oh, my God, that barn got so cold. It was freezing. It was freezing. And I could feel stuff getting wrapped around these men's hands and around their feet. And I could hear the coughing and I could smell the whiskey. And I was like, oh my God, these were soldiers. These were soldiers that had, they, they actually all died from hypothermia. Oh no. That's crazy. And he was like, he was fascinated that I knew this. I actually have a photo I'll flip over to you, Dan, not, not tonight, but I'll flip it to you where I'm standing in that barn and I have all these soldiers standing around me. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Cause I, I intend on making video versions of this on our YouTube channel. One of it. So I can pull, I can pop that up during the show. Um, as well as some of that stuff that you've shared with me, if you resend it, I'm going to edit it into this uh, program because um, okay. I'm, I'm going to move on to uh, you doing this hypnotherapy stuff with uh, some of these folks. And you shared some things that I, I don't know if I want to say it's disturbing because it wasn't, but it was just it blew my mind. And, you know, uh, this was, uh, I guess, what, months or maybe even a year or so before some things actually happened and they gave you. I mean, right down to to the info. They gave you insights, and, and they were touching on future events. And uh, yeah, and actually, we have my partner, my partner Peter Canellis, which he he wrote Go Surreal, and his book is out there. And that's a lot of the cases that him and I worked on together. Is writing another book, right? But what happened was, and I'm going to go ahead and, and kick this off. Back in May of 2019. I was teaching a class and I was teaching a class on, on time and the dimensions and that time, do, you know, I had to say time doesn't exist. Uh-oh. And then I got to thinking, well, if I can take people back for time and time doesn't exist, then why can't I take them forward? Because everything that's happening has already happened on a different plane. Plane. Do you guys, you following me? I yeah. understand oh, it. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like when you watch the Scrooge movie, The Christmas Carol, when the guy is taking this man from the past to the present to the future and letting him see things. And, ex- and I wondered about that too, the multi-planes of time. Because if, if to be in spirit is to be timeless, then, I mean, how does that work? So what I did was, and actually... Dan got got to see some of the videos. I don't know if you have any of the videos now or but Dan got to see some of the videos. Yep. So I 
asked for a volunteer, you know, um, just a volunteer. I said, let's, let's go ahead and try this. And uh, I put her under, under hypnosis and I took her back for a little bit and then I went ahead and I brought her back up. And when she got to 2019, I just let her roll the calendar on up. And she stopped. 2020. And, and lo and behold, uh, she said she was in a bubble. I actually had cracked a joke because the sounds behind her actually sounded like could have been like an alien spaceship. And I said, oh, my God, what'd she do? Get abducted? And I, I said it, you know, it was being a funny Right. And she talked about she couldn't breathe. She was in a bubble. Oh, my gosh. It was COVID. It oh. was COVID. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. The sound of what I thought could have been like an... I was like, what in the world is that sound in the background? It was a ventilator. Wow. How nuts is that, huh? It was a ventilator. <laughs> That's that's impressive. I mean, I'm in just a sense that she's able to tune into that, you know. And well, being the fact Peter and Peter Canellis and I have worked together for over ten years now. Uh, Peter is very scientific, and he breaks everything down. Peter's not all about, you know. He 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 looks at everything at a scientific level, you know. And a lot, he looks to the logic of, oh, how did this happen? You know, he, he's, he, he's, he's logical. Where me, I just go, huh, okay. <laughs> you know, and so, but Peter, Peter tries to debunk everything. And uh, I ended up hypnotizing over 60 people. Took them back through time a little bit and then brought them back up through. And now, the outcome. Now, now out of that sixty just, out of that sixty, Lorna, I mean, how many how many had really, you know, good I guess I don't know how you'd rate it, good and successful sessions or did all of them go well? Uh probably fifty of them went very, very well. Right, right. I I just uh it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And Peter is, as he's writing this book, he's going over everything that's already happened, you know, with our, with our history over the last four years and, and on up through to today. And it's matching. It is matching. It's just, it's phenomenal. So he's does right. he, He'll does he have it. a working title yeah. for this, this new book or not yet? You know, he was kicking it around the other day, <laughs> he's just, but he's been so busy with, because with the news and the media and everything and, and different events that have been taking place, he's been so busy, Matt, you know, sitting and listening to these recordings over and over again right? and going, oh my gosh, there it is. Cause he knew that he already heard it because Peter was actually there filming and recording the whole time that I was doing this. So and certain things were just so powerful that they just stuck. And uh, now it's, like I said, we're going to make it. 
Are we going to have an easy road? Absolutely not. But I don't want to make anybody, you know, nervous. Are things going to change? Yeah. You know? Right. Uh, I'd rather deal with the nervous and know the truth. Yeah, the, the truth, the truth will set you free. Well, you already heard it. The woman said, oh, when I when I asked her where she was, she says, I'm in the mountains. She had her family with her. Uh, I said, what's going on with our government? She says, there is none. I said, there is none. And she sa- I, I said, what do you mean there is none? She says, the White House is burnt down. Oh, jeez. Oh, and what I've did been we saying, you know, I see this guy. Do what, honey? I've been saying the United States was going to collapse like Rome for the last 10 years. Actually, I've been talking about it for probably 20. <laughs> yeah, so on that horrifying note, uh, yeah. <laughs> you no. can't help no, what they tell you. Well, you can't help what you know no, in the back no. of your head. You but can't the- help to know. And But the reason why I was being told was I was being told that it was time for me to prepare and and that what I know is society today is going to collapse and I'm going to need to have a, a way to survive because I'm going to be surviving in a lawless land. Well, the question I posed to Lorna on that and I know we pondered it a little bit and Lorna, of course, please respond mm-hmm. on it because I'll, 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 I'll talk about it again. Was you know what I've what I've believed, and and she's more of the obviously the expert in this than me. But what I've always believed too that everything out there along our lines of I guess let's say reality because I don't really know where to where to put this. You know we have choices, and choices can either go left, which means that yeah that can actually happen because she foresaw it, um, mm-hmm. or our you know you always have that possibility of making a change and that doesn't happen now where that runs into a weird place with me because Lorna's you know teaching classes on time and she'll be able to to get what I'm saying here um is that you know there could be a parallel existence and that's what they're tuning into and so when we took that left turn and we didn't correct this and things didn't work out that's where she's at that's what she's in tune with or as I'm a big believer in, because I feel I've experienced this too, Bob and I have talked about this before, Lorna, where we felt there was something was done and there was a time shift. And I don't want to say if it's like a black ops thing or a government thing, but some things changed, but yet my memories of how it was supposed to be still remained. And So what else did she see? Yeah. Uh, actually, and this is so weird because I guess they just re- released the UFO files. Right. She actually saw, because of the fact that they were out in the mountains, she said the town's below, she saw like lasers and stuff coming up out of the ground. And what those actually reminded me of, the way that she described them, were the lasers, like what we saw during the California fires. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's kind of what she described. And then she was seeing these discs, like these shadowy discs. And she says, they're aliens. They've come to help us. Man, we got we to gotta have you on and do a whole nother show because Bob's, so Bob's like, into that stuff. And I know where you're going with that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, so 
and and but to hear other people because none of these people knew each other right when i put this together so you know and they were all thing. brought in individually so there was no no way that anybody was going to copy anybody you know and i'm sorry when i put you under i can run needles through you or hook you up with some hemostats you're not going to feel a damn thing you're not going to be bleeding you're not going to bruise so because <laughs> i'm good but <laughs> that's what I've heard. It's, that's what I've heard, Lorna. Okay, keep yeah. it paranormal, Dan. Okay. Didn't didn't I get Mike with some of his stats that day? Yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, and he still wants yeah, to think, well, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> he still wants to. And deny. he didn't even have a bruise. Didn't nope. have a mark. Nope. Yeah. Keeps it up. He's gonna. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kidding. He's, yeah. Pay attention to the signs when Bless when you're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Pay attention to the signs when they're given to you. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna consider this part one of your interview, dear. I want to have you back and do a part two to this because I have so much more to cover and uh, to get into because you have so much so much info. Um, but I want to tell everybody that, that your your uh, partner there, Peter Canellis, that is spelled K A N E L L I S, folks. Um, I'm looking at his book on Amazon. I've actually just uh, ordered it. Um, Ghosts are real. And, of course, uh, Lorna and him are working on this this uh, new venture, which I am uh, just uh, kind of white-knuckled. I want to really read this and get into more of this. But uh, I wanted to thank you for taking time out to be on, on uh, this first part of Lorna Reynolds. We're going to call it uh, Lorna Reynolds Part 1. And uh, being with us on the program, and uh, you, you're just such a joy to talk to. And again, you tell it like it is. That's what I, I love. I don't know, about. Dan. One and two may not cut it. We may have to have a mini series. Like seven, yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 we'll call it the Lorna. Oh, you're going to the, yeah, the get to come up this summer. Right? Yeah, Lorna, I think you Where have blown you? some minds today. You've blown mine, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Lorna, how can our listeners. Um, Get in touch with you or uh, reach out to you. What would be the best way for them? Uh, Facebook Messenger. Okay. Or just go over to my Facebook, and actually, my phone number is like right there. Oh, nice. And I, I do, I do answer my phone. So okay. I do. I, I'm, I'm totally guilty. I answer my phone. So, and I'll generally. <laughs> and I got so, yeah, all of New York and and under Lorna Reynolds and and uh, but you can still reach me through Messenger well, on well, that. I'm gonna have to okay. I'm gonna have to con you into like I uh, like I did with Jason Sullivan. And I'm gonna mention that here in a minute to maybe join us even more often or do little segments for us if you're willing to from time to time. Like I can get in touch with you and we can do like a little 15 20 minute segment that a topic you pick that you wanna you know, throw out there to folks and then we'll, we'll throw it up on the site. Um, but yeah. thanks for being here. I appreciate it yes, so much. Thanks for coming. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, another thing, another thing fun too is, is being the fact that I'm in New York and you guys are up there, you know, I have no problem, you know, maybe taking some call-ins on some readings also, you know, oh, we'd just love click. That. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fun. Yeah. And uh, I'm total, totally game for it. I have a lot of fun with it. So yeah, and with the and- COVID, I really not, I've not gotten to work a lot because of the COVID. So, you know, I've had to keep my circle small. And uh, it's always good to keep your circle small. I definitely have fun with that. 
I, uh, Bob and I are working on that as, as uh, we kind of speak. We're looking at for ways to do live broadcasts. I know. Keep it paranormal, Dan, for the love of Pete. Um, working on doing live broadcasts, being able to have phone-ins, and, and we'll have you back on to do that for sure. Um, well, you know, I, I can cover a lot of the paranormal because, I mean, the kids that I, I put a whole bunch of geek kids together and made one of the best paranormal teams ever out of them. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a there whole nother go. show. That is a whole nother there show. You go. There you go. <laughs> These kids are great because they're already computer geeks. So they know all of the different programs to go in and, and run your EVPs through, and they're phenomenal. They're phenomenal. So, yeah. So we got Shane. We're happy to have Shane. Shane does all that for us. Uh, give him a shout out. But uh, everybody, uh, you know, go check out Lorna Reynolds. Uh, be sure you check out our, our stuff uh, on our, our new webpage. That's the Michigan69podcast.com. You will find many different pages over there. You can find the SMP team page, which I will hopefully have up at some point tomorrow if I'm not too hungover uh, from the birthday <laughs> celebrating. And, the birthday um, boy. The birthday boy. Happy and so, birthday to you. Oh, Lord, I get the Mr. President. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, way to throw me off. Um, so make sure you go over to bruiseradio.com. It's so hard to throw you off, Dave. I know. Bruiseradio.com, boobs and beer. It does it every time. <laughs> bruiseradio.com, rageradio.com. Uh, again, give us a listen. Uh, we're also on Red Circle Podcast. Look under Paranormal Rage. Uh, you will find us there. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening to this edition of the SMP Paranormal Show. Jennifer, thank you. Bob, thank you as always. And hey, Lorna, no problem, Dan. Much love and thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Great night, guys. Great thank night. You thank you so much for having me. You too, dear. Have a good one. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. And as we said, that was Lorna Reynolds, and uh, we appreciate her being here. So. Uh, we appreciate you spending your time with us here on the SMP Paranormal Show. Again, thanks to you, Bob Scrubs. Hey, no Penny. problem. Hey, I just wanted a, a quick correction. Go ahead, Bob. Um, it is www.rockrageradio.com. Yes, yes. But the good news is, I'll throw this in and then i got to shut up so we can end the show. <laughs> um, if you click, if you go to the webpage, folks, and you click on either one of those ads uh, that are on the header, that the header. The header. Uh, the header. On the header. Is that kind of like Hennessy whiskey? It is. It is. Uh, you click, your brain's ass. On the Hennessy. The Hennessy. You <laughs> click on the header, uh, each one of those advertisements, and uh, you know the podcast one will take you to Red Circle, and the Bruise Radio will take you right to their page and their info. Uh, and so you're good to go. And uh, each page has a player of some of our shows. And to keep update with those, those will be traded out each time that we have a new program to put in that player box. And just thanks. Thanks for being here with us. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs>